Good morning on the captain's log. Look at we have Brett Ernst, my longtime friend, comedian extraordinaire, and uh, we got a lot to talk about, buddy. It's yeah. been a year, right? It's been. A, has it been a year? Well, how long has it been? Longer or shorter? Oh, dude. I think it's it's between you know twelve months and fourteen. You months. You know what's crazy, man, is in our business is that like, I, I yeah, I'll see somebody and uh, yeah, thanks, pal. Um, and you're like, uh, you're like, God, it's, you know, like we see each other once a year. Right. So it's like five, 10 years ago by <laughs> and, and you don't realize it. I just got to mention that I am literally doing a podcast. I'm filming us in the car. Yeah. Doing a podcast in the car. This is where we're at right now in, in society. And we're good. We're good. Well, we had one of our radios cancel. Yeah. And because uh, the guy got hurt on the air, I guess he poked his eye or something. He poked his eye. Flying Brian poked his eye. He was flying maybe, and he just bam. <laughs> I don't know. They get hurt doing radio. How do you not notice that my head's like half shaved? I didn't notice that. You didn't know it was so short. My uh, head was it always short? No, it used to be longer. Remember? I had no, I have no idea, dude. If I if I knew you got a haircut. Yeah, it's I'm a never dude. This Come on. Short, I don't even recognize when my wife gets no. out. <laughs> That's not going to help your situation. No. no. So what's going on? I don't know. We're just, uh, the clothes been busy. How yeah. does this work? When did you start this? 13 years ago. Th this in is, the car? Yeah. Did I do this in the car before? I think you've done it a couple times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was so memorable. I don't fucking, I don't remember. <laughs> no, you were doing it at your house. Oh yeah, we did. Oh, so that was right. And then so, doing it at the in the lobby of the hotel. A few times. I we, think we did. We used to switch it all around, but I think the last time we definitely did it. But you got a whole setup here, man. You got GoPros. Got, yeah. You got this. You got the. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's we awesome. gotta tell people we're live. They can't. They don't see it. That it's live in the corner. You know, we gotta add a little extra. How uh, how you doing with the um the alcohol business, the vodka? And it's everything. been good. It's been good. Matter of fact, uh, the next three weeks in a row I have uh, trade shows all around Florida yeah and um, so I'm excited with that Monday and then the following Monday and then and then there's one in Naples uh, my distributor does has like 1500 wines in his portfolio and they do that show like once a year where they invite all their their uh, clients you know to come out and buy and check out the new products and um, so that's good I'm happy this is my first time I'm part of a distributor uh, distribution trade show. Nice. So that's good because there's built-in customers. You know, your customers are already coming to buy stuff. That's what they know that they they're going to there to buy. So it might be good for me. Cool. What are you doing? You, you've got your little traveling setup now. What's going on? Yeah, I got my little uh, Osmo. Yeah. I, you know, just document. Like, I'll cut it up this morning and then put it out for promotion. Just doing radio. Yeah. In the morning, it's good for local stuff. It and is. Then, um, yeah, just shot. Another season three of Cobra Kai, and uh, which is me and my kids' favorite show. Do you really like it, dude? We sit in bed. I sit with a fourteen-year-old dude. At, yeah, yeah, the car ride itself. Fourteen-year-old <laughs> really? dude, yeah, and thirteen-year-old daughter, and we freaking sit on the bed and we watch the show. They're both black belts. Oh, your kids? Are. Yeah, both the kids. So they must really love. They it. love it. it. It's crazy because. Uh, you know, people that aren't fans of the show, of the movie, a lot of young kids love the show because of the kids and the karate. They probably went and back then, and watched the damn movie, right? And, and then their parents love it because that was our generation. Back in the day, I had to do a book report. 
and you got to read the book and then write a little write-up. Right? Yeah, I, know, I know what a book report is. For. Yeah, well, I didn't know if you did done any. I Don't went, lie, you did not. I went you met all of them. <laughs> so this is the best. So I wrote the whole script about the movie, and I included them. I said movie probably 50 times, and the teacher goes, uh, you're supposed to read the book. I go, no, I did. I just got confused. <laughs> She's like... No, you definitely read the movie because the book is different than the movie. I'm like, how is the book not the same as the movie? That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't even know there was a Karate Kid book. Yeah, I didn't either. Maybe I made that up too. Maybe that's how she knew. My Son buddy, uh, bitch. my co-host on my show, um, it's really funny, but we he told us this episode. We're talking about like the best lies. It's a, it's a uh, podcast. A podcast. Well, Tell them what it is. It's called You're on the List, but we've taken a hiatus because he's shooting a series uh, right now. Yeah. By the way, my guest, Brett Ernst, Off the Hook Comedy Club. You're going to love, love, love his show. One of the all-time favorites here at Off the Hook Comedy Club. Tonight, Thursday night through Sunday, Brett Ernst. Go to offthehookcomedy.com. Guys, if you use BE19, you're going to get two free tickets right now. How can you not love the captain's log? What's 19? BE19? 2019. Oh, okay. Goomba. So my initials, 2019. Yeah. Okay. No, no 20 though, just 19. 19. B E 19. Is it yeah. capital B E? It doesn't matter. It's not sensitive. It's not case sensitive, you know? <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? Oh, so we were talking about book reports. Never yeah. mind. So he, he, he was telling a story when he was a kid how he got an A on a book report called Friends and Horses, but he made it all up. Like he made it. It wasn't even a book. book. No, and, and the guy who wrote it, and it just sounded like a legit kid's book. <laughs> so That's had, even better than my story. <laughs> he just cow. made it up. Teacher had no idea. So one of our listeners made the book uh, Friends and Horses. I forgot the guy, the author's name, like but it sounded like a, Oh, that's awesome. But he just winged it right there. I, a girl got me on a post the other day, this son of a bitch. She wrote, uh, she there was this tombstone. It was Frederick Krueger. And it had the freaking, like, Freddy Krueger. Right. And she writes this whole thing. Did you know that, you know... It was blah, a true blah, blah. story? Is that, yeah. You believed it? Dude, I, this, I saw this post. I was like, bullshit. So you thought she Nightmare, got me. You thought Nightmare on Elm that, that yeah. it's Nightmare on Elm Street was based off a true story? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was so good. Because the girl, like, it's not, it's totally out of her thing. It, like, it's not in her wheelhouse to do that. You know, it's based off a true story. A lot of people don't know, but Jeepers Creepers is based off of a, Really? Yeah, really. You know, it's based off a true story. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I know, yeah. Okay, we're rolling uh, with a bit here. I gotcha, I gotcha. So tell me what you're doing. How's married life, man? It's good, man. Good. That's it? Uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 uh, it's 10 years I think we've been together. Oh, my God. 10 nine, years. 9 or 10, yeah. We've been buddies now, what, 15 years? When did you open a club? 2005, but you probably came in 2007, so, so 12 years, I guess. Is that the first time I came? Yeah, uh, I think 2000, I want to say seven. You probably didn't come in the first two years because I wasn't bringing such big names like you. I was bringing the, you know, lesser caliber. And then I started bringing all guys, like big touring guys. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you started getting, you started booking with, you started working with the improv, right? No, I started with the the improv at the very beginning with them. Dude, I loved Marco Island, man. It was one of those gigs that, like... You'd have dice in a. Like, <laughs> I know. You had Kevin Hart in a yeah. in a fish restaurant on an island. And Sebastian, your buddy. Yeah. He hates. He hated the club. I don't know why. Uh, you know, listen. The original club was 
you know, it was, it was a stage. Right. It was a stage in a uh, course. in your restaurant. Yeah. With a shark head behind yeah. it. Because it was a restaurant built as a restaurant. Right. And then what happened was is after really like the BP oil spill, that's when I was like, I gotta just do more comedy because if I sit here and try to sell seafood, everyone thinks it's tainted with oil. So I started doing more and more and more comedy and then then I built a big that big huge stage. Remember, it was a pretty big stage for for that side. Matter yeah. of fact, bigger than the stage I have now. Still. Well, this one is more conducive because you actually built it as right. You built it yeah, out. Yeah, it's a club. But like you had like props and shit. Uh, right. Donkey Kong barrels on stage. <laughs> I mean, look, man, it was a good time back in the day. It we had really a great. Was. We had a great time when Bob was uh, bartending yeah. and the staff. And, you know, it was just fun. You'd take people out on the boat. And, that, and the people, the, the comics, I think, uh, really help spread the word and get and get the buzz going. But, you know, the, the only problem was is that if, if you came in the off-season, nobody was on the island. Right. Yeah, so I had to bring everybody. I remember Jim Jeffries was there, and he took the audience outside for a literally, cigarette. Literally outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. So. But, yeah, it became one of those, uh, those you got to do, you got to do the fish place. And, and then it just became and morphed everything's it's so funny the way things start and how they become and what they become people don't realize you just you just have to do it whatever it is that you want to do and then just do it and then it manifests how is that how you started comedy i mean you know look i uh yeah i stepped on stage just like everybody else at an open mic but in fort lauderdale uh, Miami. Well, f- technically New York was the first time, but really, yeah. But what really, was that New like? York. Just walked on stage and started talking. But I did something at, at our at the at the college I was at, and then I was doing college radio. I always wanted to be in radio. It's weird. Like I, I you know, back then it was different. We, we didn't have uh, podcasts and all that other right. stuff. You know, there was no the internet was around, but it wasn't like it is now you know yeah. you didn't have all the social media sites and but anyways the point is is that you just you you just put that first step forward and then that second step forward like you know you decide I'm going to do comedy in my restaurant and yeah. now you own the top club on, on the west coast yeah it, so it didn't start that way no right exactly <laughs> that's what i mean so like there's most people that want to go out and do things in life that they're afraid to take the first step but you don't know what that's going to morph into. Like I had a degree in broadcasting. I didn't use any of that until I, I remember one time I was hosting a show on MTV and I'm like, I'm using my, I didn't realize I just right, ended yes. up using my degree in I'm broadcasting. Deg- <laughs> you know, I just went to play football. That's, that's why right. I went to college. Yeah, That's true. That is true. So, you know, it's just taking that first step. Anyways, it's just amazing when you hear the beginnings of somebody's story and how they end up and where they end up. And your story's great. So the question I guess I have is, you tell, you're a storyteller, right? You tell a lot of stories about the things that happen. Oh, a little accident here. A little fender bender. Hey. Stop uh, rubbernecking. <laughs> you tell a lot of stories about uh, life and things that have happened to you or things you've done through life. Do you write those stories or do you tell them and just keep telling them and then they become better and better and better as you tell them? I would as say... I would say... Um, Oh, I know I write on stage, but a lot of comics do that. Right. So, you know, you have, um, this is what I'm looking for. You have two types of comedians. You have the comedians that write off stage and bring it to stage and guys that write, bring life to stage, just write on stage. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. But there's a bunch of guys that work that way. Bunch of guys. Yeah. And so when you're home, do you just think of ideas that you have? Yeah, you, of, you like of, I'll have a premise in my yeah, head or something, or something I want to talk about or something my wife has done or, you know, something that I'm like, uh, I got to tell, tell this story. And then, you know, when you're on stage, like... For instance, in my last special, which has over 700,000 views now already. Which is phenomenal. Tell, tell everyone where they can find it. Just go to Brett Comedy. Brett, you mean all four people watching? Three? Yeah, but there's going to be 10,000 <laughs> by the time the weekend ends. Easy, easy. I said uh, uh, go to Brett Comedy, Brett with one T, uh, .com. But yeah, you know what? It was just featured in Men's Health Magazine as well. Really? Yeah. Why, it's healthy to laugh or you're just sexy? No, uh, they did a uh, an article where comics recommend other comic specials. So they f- showcased five of them. And uh, Dalia re- Chris D'Elia recommended mine. I recommended Neil Brennan. And then it, would, it went from Joe Coy, I believe. I forgot who, who the other two were. But um, anyways, yeah, and it's just something that I did on my own. You know, I like I said, you put that step forward. I tell all artists this, man, is that, you know, you're in the business for selling tickets. Right. Right. So whether somebody's good or not, I'm sure it weighs on what you enjoy to watch. And, but you know, no, it has no bearing <laughs> on who sells on, tickets. On how you make your money. Absolutely. Right. Bob. Hey, there's Bobby. Bob. We were just talking about you. <laughs> His ears were burning. Yeah. So you, well, he just he had to do the back by popular demand. You know what? That comes from the no, uh, when I had no credits. That's right. And, and you were like, back by popular demand. But the thing is, is that everybody wants to see the show. Well, so that, what do you say? Well, this guy's an asshole. No one wants to see him. No, you want to tell everybody well, he's the best. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, there was, there was a time when the club was the, like, you know, the club would build acts. Right. So you would build a following on the road. Because I've been doing this 22 years now. Yeah. And then, um, but getting back to the other thing, what the hell was I talking about? I don't know. You got ADD worse than me. Just take your pill today. No, no, no. What was it? What was the hell were we talking about? You were telling me about uh, men's health, Chris D'Elia, t- the specials. Oh, oh, about, yeah, I forgot. Oh, oh, for the artists in it. Oh, for now, nowadays. Oh, yeah, who sells tickets? At. Right, who sells tickets? So, but as an artist, that's my goal is just to be really good at what I do, help promote get my name you know you, you want to get the product out there i always say there's two types of marketing there's product recognition and then there's marketing yeah like if you have a a, a product that sells itself you just got to let people know about it sure you I. just e, gotta see it whatever i.e sebastian bill burr because you know there was a time when not that long ago when they weren't selling out I, the I, guard I, you know they what weren't I mean? selling out my club so not too long ago now prior to not too long ago um the industry controlled that gate Right? So if you weren't on TV, you couldn't be seen. Right. If they didn't put your special on, on the three outlets to get your special, I know. you're done. Now, they don't have that leverage anymore. Right. So Sebastian, Burt, Burt, we all blew up through the internet. And that's just getting your pro- getting your product really good enough to where people can see it sure. and want to come see it. And share it to other people. And share Very it to other easy. people. So the point is, as an artist, you don't need permission to exist anymore. Right, so just get the gates are open. The gates are open. Put it out there, and if people like it, they like it. I always tell young comics too: you only only need one percent of America to like you. Yeah, totally right. Just one percent. That's all. That's all you need. I agree. You you need if you can get a thousand of your fans to spend a hundred dollars on you a year. That's six it sounds figures. So easy. 
Huh? It sounds so easy. It, but how long did it take you to get there? It, it takes a while. It took you a long time? It takes a while. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, it does. It takes a while. There, there's a book that it's called The Thousand True Fans that, that talks about this as well. Anyways, I don't want to bore everybody. No, so you're not boring me. I'm I produced my own special. You I did, did it myself. Okay. Where'd you shoot it? I shot it in, in, in L.A. So when you look at that, it, when you look at the Men's Health magazine, it says Netflix, 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 YouTube. Right. Mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? There yeah. was nobody that put it out. Through YouTube. Um, what I did was I released it and then I went on Burr's podcast. I went on Kreischer's podcast. Sure. I went on all the podcasts, promoted it. And then, you know, then let the, it's been sitting out almost two and a half years now and it's finally picked up momentum. That's great. Because you take that first step forward. Yeah. Right. So I got, I literally got two no's. Like in the pre, I wanted to pre-sell it and they were like, no. Then I said, all right, I'll shoot it myself. Then I put about 20 grand into it. Right. And then there was, a, a, we got a couple Mickey Mouse offers. That weren't it, worth That weren't that worth, were it. worth it. Yeah. Like I'm not, not only would I not make my money back, I wouldn't own it. Sure. And then yeah. I wouldn't be able to... They were just shooting, throwing it out throw, there like, throw, oh, if it happens, we'll it, take it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Right. I, that so, happens every day so in my business. So I figured, I did the math. I said, okay, if I, I, I spend about no more than 1500 a year in sports gambling. <laughs> right? <laughs> I okay. mean, like, I'm still up $700 this year. There you go. Okay. So, but that's your fun thing. That's, that's your mine. entertainment. Right. That's your money. That's my money. And yeah. then I then I look at all the dumb. It's not sh- an addiction. No, no, it's at a all. fun trip. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm gonna make that clear. <laughs> but no, and then I looked at all the things that I uh, I spend money on, and I'm like, you know what? Why wouldn't I just gamble, bet on myself? Absolutely. You know what I mean? I do it every day. Uh, most businessmen do. Yeah. Art, that's the other thing. Comics, a lot of artists don't view themselves not at, as what? a business. They need to. Yeah. They need to not only that, but they also need to invest in themselves. Yeah. I think showbiz told everybody, you're, they, oh, you need me to do everything. And now everyone realizes like, well, this is my business too. I can run my business. I would say almost a decade, a little, maybe a decade to a little over a decade ago, you needed them. You don't need them anymore. Correct. Correct. Because even when they sell you an act, They'll put you. They'll, they'll throw out that one shiny star credit. Like they're gonna sell out because they had that one credit. It's like, and when you, you know d- how much work we have to do to sell a ticket, you think I just put that one credit on there? You know, it's funny too. In any business, it's, it's symbiotic. So, like the the owner, you have to understand where everybody's coming from. Like your job is to make money, which you do at the door. And you, I mean, you don't. You make your money at the bar, at the bar, at the yeah, bar, the food, and at the yeah. food. Because I've had the door. I've gotten to a place where some places I just get paid, and I, and some places I, you know, I get a guarantee. Yeah. And I've kept the door. Yeah. And yeah. when you keep the door, sure. you know, you're making great money. Right. So that's your goal is yeah. to make that money yeah. to keep that. You got employees. You got bills. You got, you know. Family. There's things that everybody has to feed off each other. So there, there's a relationship here. So sometimes it's, it's your job to get me to the radio and do this. That's right. It's my job to not to have people coming back. Yeah. To entertain know. them while you're there. There's some artists that just don't get that concept. Some? More than <laughs> half. More than half. The, the struggle is not ever connected. It's like you having an employee. They can't stand to work with you, but they show up every day just to show up. Dude, you know what's insane? I've been on set, okay? And I've heard actors complaining <laughs> about stuff, well, right? Well, like, I can't believe where. And I'm thinking, 
I'm I'm a month away from landscaping in Florida again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know I, I mean? I've been up at six a.m. I landscaped for two years as an entrepreneur. At six? No, I, I'm the same way. But it I'm saying matter how successful. No, no, you're missing the point. Is I would be up at six a.m. and work to five p.m. landscaping for another company. It wasn't my company, and working in the hot sun just so I can do stand up, just so I can get money to move to L.A. Just so I could be an actor. And, and I was delivering pizzas at 31. I'm thinking of all the shit I did to get to that moment to be on set. Yep. And I'm only sitting eating on a craft service table for 8 to 10 hours. And listening to people complain as if they think. As if they're literally. As, as, the, as if they don't remember their journey. by hand. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you. I'm like, don't you remember what you did? How many auditions you went on? So every time I'm on set, just like every time I'm on stage, I think about, is would this be the last time I'm going to do it? You know, because like, you don't know when it's going to, there's going to be a time when it's going to be the last time. I saw this thing going viral where uh, it had the, uh, the kids from the lot and they said, there was a time in your life when you didn't know it, but this was the last time you guys were going to play together outside. Sure. Nobody knows. That's that. right. You don't know when that's, that's exactly happened. right. You know, so that every little, it makes me water up a little bit. I'm saying every time you're on stage, every time I was on set, I thought about the 22 years it gets me to be here. Um, getting up early, not being hungover, not showing up for radio all fucked up. Uh, you you know. were hungover a lot, though. Huh? You were hungover. I was up though. But you made it out, bro. <laughs> you did battle through it, buddy. <laughs> no, that's not the worst of landscaping hungover. <laughs> that's great. Guys, this is the Captain's Log. My guest, comedian Brett Ernst. Guys, you can see him at Off the Hook Comedy Club all weekend. You will not be disappointed. Laughs for an hour. They say if you laugh for an hour, well, my case, hour 20. Hour 20. <laughs> I tend to run the light a little. It's an hour and 20. I get it. I get it. They say, though, it's a, it's like doing uh, 500 crunches. Really? Yeah. I had the doctor on my podcast the other day. 500 crunches. May, may, maybe that's why comics are at, usually out of shape, because we're fucking miserable. <laughs> Don't guys. worry. I'm not going to ramble like I we're am. Out. It's still early for me. Yeah, you so. got to do a show, you yeah. know? Here we go.